Alright. We're recording. We are? We are. Go for standby. Go stand go for come. Stand by for go. <clears throat> Man, we're gonna do this one then. I just found a random story. Alright, so welcome. Today we don't have Antoine. This is your first episode, annual episode of what are we gonna call this series? Don't wait. Um. Happy New Year. That guess we're calling the series Happy New Year. Um, we're eating spicy things and reading scary stories. Oh, I wasn't giving a name. I was just oh. saying Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year. Let's see. Uh, it should be. Uh... We're gonna call it Spicy Stories. Welcome to Spicy Stories, Episode One. Mr. Spicy. Spicy stories. Mr. Spicy yep. stories. So uh, we we're gonna eat some spicy things. It's gonna they're gonna crunch and it's gonna be loud. So this is gonna be our ASMR. <laughs> yes. It's so our. Um, you get to hear us breathing very loud and crunching. Whew. Okay. I had a chip. Oh God. Damn, that thing's spicy. Whoop. I got my radiate. I got a. White pineapple monster energy drink that is full of water. <sighs> All right. So our drinking. first, holy fuck, our first story is called "The Singing Stones." It was on r slash short scary stories by you slash Patrick RGM, fifteen hours ago. <sighs> the Singing Stones. Oh, it's a video. <sighs> we uncovered them in a place we had thought humanity had not reached—a desolate place, hollowed out in the bowels of a forgotten wasteland. <sighs> It wasn't our machines that registered their presence first. Even above ground, you could hear it, the singing. Though that was what that was a somewhat a romanticism. The frequency split the mind like a blade, so much so that even those on the surface felt that quiet, discomforting dread. Hundreds of miles beneath their feet. The first team sent down never returned. The second team was recovery, though ended up being ended up recovering half of their own men as well. Brains collapsed upon themselves. Skulls retreated in vile, concave formations. Ears were missing, torn off. I'm gonna blow my nose. Hold on. Now it's just you and me. And the devil makes three. Oh. Uh, fucking drop chips on the floor. It was a chip, and it was a piece of a chip. So, is that even really a floor? Anyway, okay. Uh, continuing the story. Those who reached the stones first were heavily protected and managed to bring back the first images. In total, they counted seven, carved out of an unknown composite that climbed both up into the hollow chamber and seemed to reach down into the catacombs below. As scientists studied samples and governments conferred with one another, a consensus was reached on the stones' elimination. They were too, far too massive to move, though a small <laughs> sub-team had attempted to excavate the surrounding rock. The only solution appeared to be direct, particular disillusion. The protest didn't stop for weeks after the announcement. Initial attempts were unsuccessful, machinery faulty, our calculations rushed perhaps. Too many died in the fallout for us to repeat that mistake again. When the first stone was split, the world held its breath. Nothing. Silence. Within the hour, all seven were atomized, the debris lifted out and immediately put under government jurisdiction. Many celebrated, some were outraged. It trended for a while. T-shirts were cute. The world was funny, has a funny way of moving on. It saddens me how ancient warnings get lost in translation. Unimaginable horrors mankind hid from itself. 
attempting in earnest to ward future generations away. We burned their warning. The stones fell, and not long after, so did we. And that's the end. That's a horror story? Uh, I'm fucking shitting my pants right now. <clears throat> that kind of reminds me of, you know the game uh, GTFO? Yes. That's a, that's a fun game, so basically the premise is uh, the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. Uh, they were excavating in it, and then this, like, base or whatever, operations, something happened down there, started mutating people to become these flesh monsters with mouths for heads, and, uh, <clears throat> it's a very fun game, very difficult game, if you like those kind of games. Yes, go play it, Belgium. Yes, Belgium. Specifically Belgium. No one else. Just only Belgium. Go, Belgium. Go. Go get him, Belgium. Go get him. So that's my story. Yay. Good. I'll get another story in a second. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a lot better. The first ship was, like, spicy, and then the second one is just, like, nothing. It's probably because I was already spicy. Only horror stories. Oh. So that's three awards. It's not that long. Shall I read it? Yes. It's called... Le Postman, the postman. It was the summer of 2011. Just like any other summer vacation during my schooling years, I spent it playing street cricket with my gang of 20 to 50 or 20 to 25 friends, which is still, you know, a lot of friends. Then I reside in India. Pretty much the ritual to play cricket in every street being followed by followed for years, well, at least till recent. These days, you don't see kids playing outdoors that often. They all belong to the smartphone era. Well, I may have not had an iPhone at that time, but I'm sure I am happy to, about that now. Okay, thank, oh thank god, I spent my time outdoors involving in physical sports rather than sitting home all day like the quote-unquote couch potatoes you find these days. I'm not even that good at cricket to be honest, I'm into basketball, but would play cricket till evening and then play basketball after 4 p.m. One could ask why I'd even play cricket in the first place, but it was ineluctable to not spend time with my buddies and I thank God I did so because the memories we had made are something that I still cherish and sometimes they keep me moving forward when I face hardships in life. My friends would usually try their best to stop me from leaving and consequently I'd get the last turn to bat so that I have no choice but to wait till it's all over. So far, I'm uh, terrified. Uh, yeah, I'm creaming. Oh. Um, okay. Now to get to that day, the weirdest day of my life. It was, was one such day in the summer life. It was at my ninth grade and we had a basketball tournament at 3 p.m. So I decided I would just spectate the cricket game for the day attempting to save some energy. And you could tell my friends were pretty bummed as they were short of one man. Well, midway through the match, I decided to go home and get ready, adjacent to the pitch we played cricket in. While well, at the shower, I heard my bell ring. I went midway to check who it was and found no one at the door. I went back to shower, only to get interrupted again in a few seconds. I go back and find no one at the door. I crossed the door with just a towel, with shampooing. Dripping down my face, shampoo dripping down my face, and with my partially open eyes, I checked to see if it was my friends trying to pull a prank on me. And the surprise, my surprise, I found every one of them playing seriously. 
I then go back to my bathroom, and this time would leave my door open. I was still convinced that it was the work of one of my friends, so as I tapped the shower on, I was curious to know who my pranker was. Once I was done, I switched on the TV and played some songs with full volume and started to eat my lunch. I just realized that the bell ha had been ringing continuously now, and fled off to the door just to find no one there. This time I got pissed and searched the house as to know who was there. I even climbed upstairs as the staircase is outside my door to see if someone was hiding there and this time again I leave my main door open in pursuit of the search of my pranker and fell short in this attempt too. I found no one. As for my family, everyone was at work so I was the only one home so you can imagine. And when I got to the staircase to come back to the ground floor, I heard the TV channels changing and got freaked out wondering if there was some robbery or some sort. I got down only to find that everything remained unaltered, just the way I left it. Just that my food was getting stale. The TV, to my surprise, had the same channel and I was relieved that my there's an intruder at my house theory was debunked. I finished my food, wear my basketball attire, and locked up the door from outside. And as I sat down to lace up my shoes, I see an old man staring at me from the door. From the look on our eyes, you can find immense disbelief. Mine gave me the look of, who the hell are you? And his look of, are you seriously kidding me, son? From the look of it, he looked like a postman, but I've never seen him before. And I've lived there long enough to know the postman, postman around my locality. I asked him who he was and what he wanted. I wanted to shout at him for scaring me all of a sudden, but before I could make out, make let another word out, he started yelling at me to sum it all up. Apparently he's on duty postman, substituting for someone, and he's been waiting there for the past 30 minutes. First time he rung the bell, I'd failed to notice him, and the second time, I'd come midway from the shower, so he decided not to bother me for a while. He thought I was showering, so I'd come sign the form and accept the post once I'm done with my bath. But I crossed the door and checked the gate and looked around and no one was there, I told him, in my trembling voice. He added, saying, yes, my son, you came almost naked and went to the streets to look at our friends and on your way back, you'd make eye contact with me, stare and leave. So I decided to wait till you were done, but minutes later, I heard loud music from the hall and got furious as to how you had forgotten about me. I've had a long day and it's lunchtime for me too so I'd ring the bell continuously and this time you'd come midway from your lunch with rice on your hands looked at me then went upstairs so I was wondering if you're going to call some elder but you didn't do so you would come back look at me and then go to have your lunch but hearing all this I was astonished and quite stunned actually the way he explained each and every one of my move clearly indicated that he'd been here for a while and also mentioned that I'd made eye contact with him I apologized sincerely and removed the post letter, which was a, or received the post letter that was addressed to me. I never get any postcards other than my school grade, so I assumed it to be a spam or advertisement. I safely store the post letter in the storage, send the man off, and leave for my tournament as it was already getting late. Around the games, I couldn't help but wonder how I could miss that man. I was trying to recollect his name so that I could send him a box of sweets during the upcoming festival as an act of apology. I never asked for his name, but however, the, the name on his tag or badge appeared familiar when I was addressing him. Well, coming back home from the game, I had realized that the familiar name was that of my grandfather, who had passed away a few months prior to this incident. Then I started making connections with his appearance of that of my grandfather. This time I had already forgotten how he looked, actually looked like 
as I can only get my grandfather's image in his uniform. Once I got back home, I'd tell about this incident to my mom. She was advising me to be more aware from next time and ask me about the letter. So she was surprised as to who on earth would send me a letter as it was my summer break and the exams were already over so it, wouldn't, it couldn't be my grades. And if it was an announcement from my school, still it should have been addressed to her or my father. So I went to show her my letter and to my shock, the letter had disappeared from the storage box. I promised my mom I'd kept it. This day, I'm still curious as to what happened to that letter that had my name on it. The end. Damn. It sounds like a... The beginning sounded like a warning from parents, and they were like, I'm really glad I don't go out or sit inside and play video games all day, because that's right. terrible. No, it's not. Go fucking play some video games. Be a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh. My chair almost died. So did I. Interesting. Interesting. So he's a fucking ghost or something. Yeah, like ghost of his grandfather, I guess. Grandpa. As a postman? <laughs> the best Pringles are the um, onions, or what is it? What, what is it called? Onions and lime or something? Sour cream and onion? Yeah, sour cream and onion. That's the best Pringles. Mm. Hands down. I like regular Pringles. Regular Pringles? Or the pizza ones. The pizza but they're ones so regular. Regular. Mm hmm. Oh. Well, if you live in this way, we got closure on the uh, Moscow murders. Someone was arrested. Um, he was like Brian something, but they're pretty sure he did it. Oh, Brian! He was a um, he was a criminology student, I think, somewhere, and then he was basically a sociopath. Everyone thought he was weird, so they arrested him. And uh, they are making connections to build up a good case so that they can uh, send him to court, send him to justice. Do you believe in um, death? Like, in trial, like, or what, do you, what, what would you call it? Sentence to death? Um, or do you, do you not believe Capital punishment? Yeah, capital punishment. I think some people deserve it. I think the more lives that you put above your own means that you should die. Like, if there's somebody who kills... Mm -hmm. A bunch of people. And then, yeah, they should, because they're a danger. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Like, I believe that if, like, if someone's, like, you know, you know, out here killing a bunch of people, you know, like, yeah, he should be sentenced to death. Um, but then there's always that, like, oh, you know, if he has a family, and, you know, this and that, that, like, kind of... Well, the people that would need it are like serial killers who are irredeemable and can't change. Mm -hmm. And they don't really have... I mean, sometimes they have families, you know, they have people who love them. But by the time you find out that your husband has murdered six families, you probably don't care that they're going to kill them. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Um, Alright, let's go find some... Let me find another Yeah, your story. turn. Go ahead. My turn. Okay, New Year, New Me by User Random Guy. 23 hours ago. New Year, New Me. I woke up. New Year's Eve. New Year, New Me. I went out heading to a friend's. New Year, New Me. I help people prepare the cocktails with a secret ingredient. New Year, New Me. It finally started. Blaring music. Stuffy atmosphere. Typical overly drunk party. New Year, New Me. People are easy to manipulate when drunk. One of them even tramples over a corpse. 
New year, new me. Hmm? I need to be secretive, just treading carefully will do. New year, new me. Quite moist, but her flesh is softer than satin or velvet, <laughs> so I push through it. <laughs> new year, new me. I walk out to the front veranda, apparently sparking a scene out of the Resident Evil series. New year, new me. They're terrified of what of? Screaming chainsaws starting up and pounding of fireworks is what I hear. Blurs of vibrance of red of people running for the gate, not realizing that I adjusted the automatic lawnmower is what I see. New year, new me. Fresh blood along with the dreadful smell of disgusting bodily fluid that I do not dare even attempt to name. And hints of fresh lawn cooking is Come. what I smell. Come. Yep. The bouncy yet... <clears throat> You, you want to finish? Oh, I'm I'm opening my hot nuts. Mm. The bouncy yet somehow rigid flesh of the woman and her delicate hair brushing up my upper cheeks is what I feel. The sweet blood and intricacy of her veins is what I feel. Why were they so perplexed of my resolution? After all, isn't the phrase "New Year, New Me"? That's pretty good. I like that. I got one. Took so wait. skin off a lady and fucking wore her to be a new person. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, That's cool? That's fucking metal. Taking someone's skin and wearing it? That's like a... I mean, I probably would probably wouldn't do it with the person sitting next to me right now. I don't like the, the word probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> you know, you push someone far enough and they might just want to wear your skin. Skin as a suit. When I make a fur suit out of you, I always thought like, furry. do they do they tan the skin and stuff too, like to wear it, or do they like like stick it on with like the blood still like they rip it off and they like put is it on the, like does a suit. the blood like like glue? Yep, that's fun. It's goopy, goopy goobers, gloopy, gloopy goobers. Um, this one's called intruders. Ooh, Dad, wake up, Dad. I opened my eyes and discovered my little son Matthew standing in the doorway of my bedroom, holding his blue teddy bear in his right hand. What's wrong, Matthew? I had a nightmare. I can't sleep, he tells me, approaching to my bed. Nightmares are just that, Matthew. They aren't real, I say, but he merely shook his head at my words. I can't sleep. Nightmares will start again, he insists. I don't know what to answer him. Will you stay, er, will you stay there all night? I ask him, and he nods. Don't do that, I tell him. Get in bed and try to sleep a little. I promise I'll protect you. I won't sleep, he tells me with full conviction. If you say so, good night, son, is my only answer. As soon as he climbs the bed, lying at my side, I fall asleep and I begin to dream. Having a horrible nightmare where I witness how my son is flayed alive by several figures without skin and without eyes. Ooh. Dad, wake up, Dad! The boy begins, begs me with despair, screaming out of his lungs. I wake up startled. Sweating cold. It has already been it has already dawned, but Matthew is nowhere to be seen. I look for him with desperation for each one of the corners of our house until finally I'm able to find him in the basement. I hug him tightly before noticing with horrors that his clothes are stained with blood. The blood isn't mine, Dad. It's yours, Dad, the son tells me with clear horror in his voice. My nightmare has become true. They marked you. What do you say? Who has marked me? Only then, by passing near to a mirror left in the ba that basement, I'm finally able to notice how my own shirt is stained with blood. As soon as I unbutton my shirt, the mirror reveals me a grotesque mark carved in the middle of my chest. 
a mark the shape of an open eye. <gasps> the intruders have marked you, Daddy! Matthew says in a, with a gloomy voice. Now the nightmares from everyone will come true! I don't, I don't answer him with anything. I just stare at the mark on my chest, unable to understand the meaning of this whole situation. Nightmares are real, Dad, and they'll invade this world very soon. The intruders and their masters, he adds, staring at me with utter despair, as if his innocent eyes were able to witness all kinds of horrors exist far beyond this insignificant material realm. <clears throat> That's it. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. There was a little boy who summoned the Dark Lord. I think I think it was just like um, one of those things where the, for some reason the kid has like Jesus eyes and can see everything before it happens. Let me be clear. Ride faster! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have fun. Gonna have a vicious <laughs> race. Yes. Unless we were racing. Yeah. Go, horsey. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Faster. I love the. Have you seen Monty Python on the Holy Grail? Yes. <laughs> The best of all horses. Yes. Okay. I'm going to finish this up. I have another story. Yes. Get it. Okay. I have another story. It's called My Family uh, by Panzik. I died eight years ago. It wasn't particularly tragic or unusual. Just a car accident. I don't blame the man who hit me. He was speeding because his wife was in labor and there was black ice on the road. Uh, he lost control of the car and I lost my life. It's not his fault. I know that. I'm not cruel. I am not vengeful. If anything, I'm the opposite. You see, I don't have any family left, and I lost my few friends around that time. When it was time for my funeral, the only people who came were my boss and the family who killed me. Mm -hmm. My wife held her newborn daughter close to her chest. I hated my boss, and the cemetery was awfully lonely, so I followed the family home. Lily may as well have been my own flesh and blood. She was sweet and bright, and oh so very small. She had trouble sleeping if someone wasn't rocking her crib, and her parents were so tired. After they put her to bed, it was easy for me to rock the crib for her. I didn't get tired. I could help her. As the years passed, Jack and Lori realized that they weren't alone in the house. It didn't take long from there to, to make a connection between my funeral and when I showed up. And I'd never been malevolent, so they weren't afraid or angry. They started to burn candles on the anniversary of my death day. They left an empty chair for meals and holidays. I really felt like a member of the family. Someone is trying to force the door. It's Lori's ex. He's obsessive. He's angry. He's going to hurt the family, my family. The thing about ghosts is that the more offerings you get, the stronger you become. I'd been enjoying candles, trinkets, and even the occasional food item for the past five years. Mm. I was strong from that. The knife feels warm in my hand. Ooh. The shock of heat against the, the ice cock of feels skin. warm in my hand. Ooh. <laughs> Lori, Jack, and Lily are my family. I care about them, and they're not going to join me yet. If you fucking murder someone as a ghost, that's pretty cool. I got I got one. I, it looks long, oh. but the, but it's like mostly like that's fucking long. It's it's not like it's mostly um short short like uh, sentences I guess. All right, this will be our last story. It's called the Big Bad Daddy. Ooh. It's the Big Bad Wolf. Oh. 
It's storming tonight. The wind is howling wildly. Thunder and lightning rages every second. And I'm all alone inside my big two-story house. There are two entrances to our house. A front door and a back door, of course. We also have an attic and a basement. Our house is pretty big. It has a lot of rooms. But fate hates us. Dad passed away a long time ago. And our first house was taken by a fire. My mother and I live here. But she hasn't returned yet. I hope she's okay. Because this storm's a killer. I feel weird tonight. I'm so worried about mom. I hope the storm ends soon. I'm lying on the couch in the entertainment room upstairs, watching television. I pick up the phone and try calling my mom a couple times, but she won't answer. What's taking, what's taking her so long? Of course, it's the storm. I turn off the TV and go down to the living room. I try to call her one more time. Her phone rings and rings and rings. No answer. It's starting to get cold. Good thing we have a remote-controlled electric fireplace. I click the button. Instant heat. I sit on the armchair and wait. The storm's getting angrier. The rain hits harder. Thunder rumbles and screams violently. <laughs> we need Antoine. Antoine, <laughs> when you're editing this, put your, put in one of your screams. <laughs> yeah, just right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I should make some make myself something just to pass the time. I go to the kitchen and open the refrigerator. What's good? Should I take a slice of strawberry cake or a, or a piece of lasagna? Ooh. I'd go for the lasagna. I'd honestly. probably take the lasagna. Yeah. Garfield. Yeah, exactly. Damn Mondays. Damn the fucking Mondays. I bet this story takes place it's in me. Ohio on a Monday. Garfield. Joker. Joker. Garfield. Odie. Odie. Odie, no. <laughs> the lights suddenly go out. The fridge's light ceases. The electric fireplace dies. Everything goes out. There's nothing left but darkness. Pitch black darkness. Darkness eats away at my house. Only light left is the occasional strike of lightning. And every time it strikes, I feel as if it hits me. I it feels as if it struck me. The hair on the back of my neck rises. It gives me goosebumps. I'm frightened. I was never afraid of the dark or lightning and thunder or being alone despite all those. It happened to me once. I was a kid then. <laughs> Excuse me. I just waited. Like, what am I doing today? And you know what happened? Mom came. She came for me when I was a nine-year-old girl. Now she'll do it again. I know she'll return. I run up the stairs, tripping a couple times. I'm never careful. Using the light of the, the lightning flashes outside, I make my way to my room and open the closet to take the emergency flashlight I hit there. Damn. Burping a lot. It's getting colder. I go down to the living room again, now armed with a flashlight. She's still not here? Why? I look at the clock. Dang, it's 11 p.m. already. Should I, should I call her again? Now I'm really worried about her. Now I'm afraid. I'm scared for her. A sudden feeling comes to me. I want to go out there and look for her. And But maybe she's near. She must be walking outside. I should see her. I rush to the front door, open it, and see a dark sky looming above me. I look around. No mom. All I see is a vast space filled with wet grass and some trees. The road is on the left. Icy wind chills my body, and the cold seeps through my bones. A loud crash explodes from the clouds. It's so strong, it momentarily lit up the place, making it seem like day for a split second. I saw something during the flash, or someone, standing between the trees. Who is it? Is it Mom? I look harder, foolishly using my flashlight as if its weak light would help me see through the vast darkness. Another bright flash of lightning, and the whole house comes to life. The power's back. Seems like Christmas with all the lights in my house on. I look between the trees 
Again, I see it. It's not Mom. It's someone else. And he's running towards me fast. He runs like hell. He runs like he just got out of prison. My heart begins to thump as my mind goes blank. He's getting closer. What should I do? I see a gleam in his hand. I realize what he's holding. It was a big, deadly knife. <gasps> I scream as I regain control of my body. I slam the door shut as he was inches away from the porch and quickly lock it. I don't know what to do next. He kicks the door hard. The sound reminds me of thunder. I scream again. What should I do? He kicks again. I scream louder. Nothing's gonna happen if I just stand here, waiting to be impaled. I run down to the basement. I look around frantically for something. Anything. I don't even know what I'm looking for. I hear it again. He wants to get in. He's hungry for a kill. What if I tell him I'm gonna call the police? Would that scare him? Maybe it's too late. I began panicking. I should stick to my plan. I see the perfect weapon. A crowbar. I pick it up. Should I go back to the living room and wait for him to break the door? No, that's suicide. I'll just hide here. Besides, it's not easy to break down that door. Suddenly, he stops trying to break in. Why did he stop? Has he given up? Maybe. Wait. No. The back door. <gasps> no. That's what she said. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Um, I dash back upstairs, hoping it's not too late. I hold my weapon tightly. Whatever comes, I'm ready. At least that's what I tell myself. I run past the living room and into the kitchen. The rain keeps getting more horrible as the wind dominates my hearing. And I stop in my tracks. There he is, standing at the threshold. Like I feared, he's come through the back door. He's wet. Probably freezing. That's what she said. <laughs> his, tall, his tall structure makes his shadow come. <laughs> or, wait, cover. <laughs> makes his shadow cover the entire room. In his hand, the knife gleams. Thunder and lightning crashes, killing the power again. Hello, he says. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I just soak up all the boogies. <laughs> Get back, I shout with all my strength. I said... Go away! He sprints towards me, fast and deadly. I swing my crowbar, but it stops mid-swing. He caught it. Now he's gonna stab me. Motherfucker caught a crowbar? Hold on. <laughs> you got Master Chief here. He's fucking trying to kill you. Where did Master Chief go? Oh! <laughs> he looks so... He looks so nice up there. I, I, he just he just left fucking the elite just in... Mortal terror. Yeah, just... He's, he's just been kicked in the balls, and now he's there for eternity. Um... Now he's gonna stab me. I let go of the crowbar and run as fast as I could away from him. He catches me and clutches my hair and pins me down. I scream in pain as he pounces on me. I'm done. I'm dead. But I can't get up. I can't give up. Not for my mom. I kick hard and I was so lucky to hit his crotch. Oh. Just like Master Chief. He moans. Ugh. <laughs> so you kick him in the dick and you just... <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> He moans and curses me. I take the opportunity to dash up the stairs and straight to my room. It was quite funny because I didn't even trip once. I close the door and lock it up. What should I do now? I fall to the floor, helpless. I shiver like I never did before. Lightning strikes again. I scream. I never screamed because of lightning before. Ah! <laughs> exactly. The rain's getting weaker now. I also begin to compose my myself. I get myself back together. I take a deep breath. <laughs> Some good deep breaths. Yes. And look around. I still need to protect myself. Damn. I forgot to stock up on deadly weapons in my room. As all normal sane people should. Don't forget, kids. Keep a deadly weapon in your room in case. Yeah. 
freaking the flash enters your house. <laughs> you sprints towards you and catches your because crowbar. Obviously crowbars aren't effective. Nope. Keep a deadlier weapon. Uh, then I hear him calling me. I can hear his footsteps coming up the stairs. Come out, little baby, he says in his creep Ooh. in his creepy voice. I'm not gonna hurt you. I try to keep myself together. Don't scream. Be as organized as possible. I find my phone. I don't think it'll help me now. But what have I got to lose? I dial 911. What's your emergency? It rings. My life depends on it. I hear an answer, but my phone suddenly dies. Oh, great. Knock, knock. He's outside my room. Ugly psycho. Come on, honey. I know you're in there. I almost flinched. Little girl, little girl, please let me in, says the big, bad maniac. Fuck you, I said angrily. (laughs) I hear his angry rampage as he tries to kick down the door. My door isn't as strong as the front door. He kicks again. I keep my mouth shut, but my brain is screaming out in terror. The lightning strikes once more. Then I hear a different sound, something I'm familiar with. Something that that I could have been very glad to hear, but this time it makes my blood run cold. It's my mom. Susan? Susan, where are you? And I'm I'm pretty sure he heard her too. No, I shout. Not my mom. Not my mom! I hear him run down the stairs. Courageously, I open the door and follow him. But he's already out of sight. I'm so frightened. I'm so angry. Going down the stairs feels like forever. It seems endless. I reach the bottom and I see it. He sits on top of her. He's stabbing ferociously. Stab. 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 Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Stab. Stab. They're screaming and they're just chanting stab. My mother just lies there, unmoving. Her blood pulls up tilt. Her blood pulls the floor. I can't stand it. I'm so bewildered. I forget how to feel. He turns back to me. Your turn. I run to the kitchen and turn to see how far behind me is. He's near. He's so determined. He's unstoppable. And he's gonna get me. I run faster. I try to exit through the back door when I feel something cold cut my back. He slashed me. I grab the first thing within my reach and smash it against him. It was a frying pan. It has no effect on him. (laughs) What? What is this guy made of? Titanium? He's fucking- he's catching crowbars and tanking fucking frying pans. Jesus. Um... He grabs me by the neck and throws me to the floor. Don't worry, I won't kill you. I won't kill you yet. We're gonna play first. Oh, how long is this? I, I'm almost done. Oh no, no, please! He kneels on top of me and rips my clothes off like a wild animal. Oh. I'm dead. I'm doomed. I don't like this going. Uh, he bites my shoulder, then my ear, as if he's trying, and he's trying to get himself in me. It's hopeless. What the fuck's happening? This turned to fan fiction <laughs> real fast. Uh, I'm giving in. I accept my fate. But no. No! My mom wouldn't have wanted this to happen. I look around frantically. There's a knife rack. There's nothing left for me to lose. It's this or die helplessly. I look him straight in the eyes. They were green. Green, furious eyes. I bite his nose. He shouts. I bite harder until it bleeds. I grab his dick and pull it hard. <laughs> what? <laughs> I hit it with my knee, taking advantage of his shock. I stand up and run for the knives. He grabs my ankle. He stabs my leg and I fall. I'm too angry to feel anything. I jump from the knives and they fall to the floor. I grab one and randomly, at random, and stick it in his eye. He rolls over and lays on his back, but never lets go of my leg. I grab another knife and cut off his dick. He screams louder, like a little girl. <laughs> 
knowing he doesn't have enough strength to fight back, I sit on top of him. I stab. 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 Okay. Uh, I stop. He's dead now. I think of my mom. She was my last family. I remember what he did to her. I look at his face. There was... His left eye used to be... There was only now an empty socket. I feel weird. It's the creepiest feeling ever. It was fun. Enjoyment. Pleasure. The lightning strikes again. I take his big knife and grip it tightly. I need more. I stab his dead body again. And another one. Stab. 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 That's it. Oh. Uh, what? Yep. What the fuck? I, I, I just turned into a serial killer. Yeah, that. I, I wasn't prepared for that, like, ending oh, sequence. But I got, whoever was writing that got real excited there for a minute. Like, oh, he grabs his dick and pulls it really hard. <laughs> I don't, oh, don't like don't it like because that. I feel like it's like a child. At least like a teenager. We're gonna for the sake of legality, yeah, she was eighteen. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, or oh. older. <clears throat> Anyways, yes, yeah. that, Ooh, was, um, that was quite the fucking thing. Yeah, I like the suspense though. It was good. It was written well. It was interesting. Until uh, until it started ripping clothes off until, and sticking things where they don't yeah, belong. Dick get involved in clothes not so much. His <laughs> clothes are gone. Dick is back. Anyway, oh my goodness, I'm gonna, ugh, that was good. Sorry the episode's so short, but, um, we don't have stupid head. We don't have a long. third person. So that was good. Yep, our first episode of Spicy Stories. We got real spicy in here. Not really, really from but... that last story. It was real spicy. Anyway. All right. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, um, Belgium. And since I don't, uh, go ahead. You always do the ending sequence, and then me and Antoine talk about something randomly. Oh yeah. Um. Well, are you talking to Antoine? I was gonna, I was gonna turn and start talking to Antoine. <laughs> no. Uh. We. So we're gonna do it though with Debbie. So we got sponsored somewhat. We're partnered with Dubby. Dubby Energy. Um. If you want to check it out, you can use our code. It's Circus of Mystery. All caps. No space. Is it circus? It might just be circus. Check that. Oh my Hold god. On. Give me a How do you not know? I haven't looked at the email in a while. But we have our code. Go so use we it. actually have a sponsor. Somewhat, yeah. But so what how it works. For what do you us. mean somewhat? Basically what happens is if you guys go use our code, then we get a percentage of it. So use our code for 10% off any of the W's. They just came out with a new line of War on Big Energy series. So it's pretty cool. Go definitely go check that out. It's they taste good. From my personal experience, W it tastes amazing. They took out all of the fillers, all of the bad stuff that most energy drink brands have, and it's just good, clean energy. Tastes great. It's a great brand. It's like less than $2 a drink, something like that. It might not be exactly. But get yourself some W, pick it up. Use our code. You, uh, you're making me want to get some. <laughs> I've never tried W. Have I? Maybe I have. I don't know. But Circus of Mystery. Our code is Circus of Mystery, no spaces, all caps. I'll put it in the... Uh, if you want to get a discount on your Dubby, if you go to their store, you put in a discount code, Circus of Mystery, all caps, no spaces, mm -hmm. you get how much off? You get 10% off. So this is Dubby. The whole 10%. It's amazing. Dubby.gg. They've got their, they've got a, they just released a new flavor. It's, it's super cool. So pick up some, use our code, help us out. It's our first official sponsor. So thank you. Thank, Thank you, Dubby. Thank you. Yes. Good stuff. I've tasted it. It's very good. It's very good stuff. Go get some. Go get yourself some Dubby. Anyway, thank you for listening to the episode. So, Antoine. Have a good one. 
Adios. Oh, yeah. I'm a